Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hello, everyone. I hope you're well. And if not, I got you. At least you are here. My name is Michelle Kevill, and I help high-achieving corporate women feel passionate about their job again. And welcome to today's episode. I'm also feeling a lot better. I don't know if you've been following me on Instagram, which if you haven't, come follow me there. It's great. I give you lots of fun tips, and sometimes I share funny little TikToks that I find. I've been going through a lot of my autoimmune condition just decided to flare up and cause a whole heap of like hormonal imbalances. It was not fun. I'm on the tail end of that today and I'm feeling so much better. And what I wanted to talk to you about, which is I have talked a little bit about it. I've like touched on it in previous episodes, but not in detail. And that is something called toxic self-care. Check out my fuck self-improvement episode because it does touch on this. But I really wanted to go in on it because I have been seeing this with some of my clients, like my newer clients that are starting to work with me and a lot of people that are having discovery calls that are kind of just like, I've gone through everything. And it's really just to highlight that you've kind of been sold a little bit of a lie, a little bit of a lie. I'm trying to be like tinfoil hat here when it comes to feeling better and I think what I have seen is if society can sell something to you, they will sell something to you. Not that there's anything wrong with doing fun self-care activities, but it's also looking at, is this shit helping you genuinely feel better? Is it helping you show up at your job, like not wanting to cry in the bathroom between meetings? (laughs) Is it potentially some of the activities that you're doing a bit of a band-aid solution. And that's what I wanted to have a chat about today. And that is, is your, some of your self-care stuff actually, are you using it to really just buffer away from everything that you're going on at the moment? But the difference, and if, again, if you've heard my stuff, I talk about like numbing out and, you know, stuff that doesn't feel as good. Like when you like order takeaway and you like, maybe like you eat a ton of food or drink a ton of alcohol Stuff that's like morally good, you can like buffer and numb out on that as well. And what I'm seeing happening, especially new people that are coming in for the Worry-Free Weekends program, which is four weeks one-on-one free coaching with me, mastering how to like really take back your weekends and actually let go of work and like be present. There is so much, like I call it like toxic self-care, toxic self-care that is coming out in the woodwork that people are trying to do to feel better and ultimately what is then happening is people are getting angry at themselves because they're like but I'm doing all the things I'm you know doing all the good stuff and I still hate everything and it's like yeah that makes complete sense to me because you're not addressing the root cause you're doing a band-aid solution what you're doing is you're numbing out frankly which on the subject of worry-free weekends if you follow me I go on about it but I love helping y'all you can check out the show notes and sign up with me. You can even just have a chat with me to see if you're a good fit for the program. I do love giving you like that one-on-one support, just a little taste tester to see if like coaching is right for you. But going in on the actual episode today, here is what is likely happening for you. If you saw this episode or you're a regular listener and you're like, oh, I am doing that. And I'm just, I'm going to be really blunt, like fucking yoga and bubble baths 
and long walks and exercise isn't going to make you happy in your job. Now, are some aspects of it going to make you feel better? Yes. Uh, Aspects of it like exercising obviously increases like serotonin and dopamine, which helps our ability to cope. Is that going to be useful? Yes. But if you are not addressing the real deeper reason as to why you keep freaking out every time you go to work, every time like a project fails, every time you want to try communicate your needs, but you can't and you wonder, but like, why is this happening? It's because you're not addressing a deep fear that you have internally. You're not addressing root thoughts that you have that come out and they start to play around. And what frustrates me is because people, you know, and it's not the people who are coming to me seeing me that I'm frustrated with them. I'm frustrated with like society because it is really sold. Like I see it on TikTok now all the time. I talk about it again with like the self-improvement episode. It's like this whole like lifestyle and it's like drinking matcha tea and like going for walks and stuff like that. That's lovely to do. And if you like to do that, that is totally fine. But I think people think of it as like, coins in like a jar or something like that like if I put enough if I do enough fun self-care activities that will buffer from the fact that I hate my fucking job but it doesn't because you go back like it it alleviates some of it I won't doubt that especially when it comes to like exercise but there is a thing called over exercise as well I say that because I did that actually about probably six years ago and I realized I was really using it like I would I'd be so confused as to why I was having like these genuine breakdowns and meltdowns. And it's because I was just like, yeah, I'll just get my dopamine hit and feel really happy and like great. And I won't bother going in to process any of my actual emotions. So for me, if you've heard my story, I used to be an absolute workaholic, so I wouldn't have to deal with my feelings. And then it just moved to exercise and I would shift and change and stuff like that. These self-care activities are sold to you as like, they're going to be great. You're going to feel amazing. It's, it's, it's the best thing you can do for you. Also this whole, like, what can you do for you? What can you do that is like so genuine and special and just for you? Again, I'm trying to be a dick. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. It is just frustrating because it is the same thing as like when it comes to numbing out, you can numb out with good things. And people then, because the problem is you do the thing and you feel good about yourself, you're right, because it's a right and just thing almost, right? Like exercising or taking yourself out for like a really long walk or something like that. It's like, yeah, this was like a good thing I did for myself. And you're doing all these things on the weekend. You're trying to fill your weekend with all this stuff because it's like, yep, this will help. Like, this is definitely going to be the right thing. This is going to like, this is going to fix all my problems. And it's like, it will help, but it will not alleviate the drama going on inside your brain. It will not change all those shitty thoughts that you have about yourself. doesn't matter how many fun things you do. If you hate yourself, you hate yourself. It sounds terrible. <laughs> I feel like over the episodes of this podcast, I've just become more and more direct with y'all. I'm just like, if you hate yourself, you hate yourself. The only difference between the fun self-care activities and the stuff that you ha- like you know, get icky about like if you binge TikTok or doom scroll or if you like, you know, eat a ton of takeaway or drink a ton of alcohol is that is not seen as productive in society. It's not seen as like valuable. So it's you get like that feeling of guilt afterwards. But when you do this type of stuff, you get a kind of like, oh, 
yeah, like this, that's not too bad. Like this is what I did during my weekend. It was like all this fun stuff. But it's not changing anything. You're still feeling like shit. You're still hating it. You're still like stressed out. You're still freaking out. So I say this because I really want you to be mindful of this. And it's not to like then you get into a state where you're shaming yourself for like, oh, I bought myself a coffee. Am I using it to buffer away from like reality and crap like that? I don't doubt, I play video games. I don't doubt I use that sometimes to buffer out a reality. I'm just, just be fucking aware of it that you can use anything in this world to numb out even if it feels really good. And I'm really starting to see with some of the new people coming in that like there really is this focus of I've done all this stuff. I'm doing all the self-help. You can even do thought work too much. Like you can even do what I teach too much. I call it intellectualizing. You can, I, I do it myself. I only realized probably a good, maybe five months ago that I was doing this. My coach actually called me out on it. She was like, Michelle, you intellectualize everything. It is a coping mechanism for you because you need to feel like in control. You need to like understand it. You need to like put all your feelings and thoughts in a box. And I sat there like, oh my God, I totally do that. <laughs> Instead of just feeling shit and feeling your feelings or accepting that maybe there's no reason for why you feel crappy that day and you just need to feel the feelings. And I know I bang on about this, like probably every episode about feeling your feelings, but it is the fucking secret. And yet it is so hard for people to do, including me sometimes. And I'm the fucking coach. Okay. Because in a world where we can like numb out with anything in a world where it is so easy to feel better really quickly, of course, no one's going to want to feel like shit. And the problem with that is if you're not feeling your feelings, like it's like you're still buffering on the weekend and you come to your corporate job and you're fucking hating it. You're just like, oh my God, I can't do this. You're having those breakdowns in between meetings. You are freaking out and crying. You are feeling so overwhelmed and exhausted. For a lot of you, you're actually trying to fill in this self-care while you are absolutely exhausted and you want to like just sleep. And I'm not saying that like, you know, doing nice things like yoga, etc. Of course, that's, you know, totally fine. But it's just interesting what I, it's almost like this, like, it's like a real almost productivity kind of mindset, right? It's like, oh, but I gotta, I gotta like, like, I just gotta fill up my time with like relaxing things to do so I can like de-stress, like do all the things to de-stress. Here's the thing. No one's actually telling you how to de-stress. No one tells you that. They, they tell you little band-aid solutions and don't get me wrong, so I know there'll be people out there who are like, but exercise and yoga. Yeah, okay, I get it. There are is evidence around it. I do it myself, a hundred percent. Yes, all the you know physical movement that is important. It helps you. It, but if you keep again, if you keep coming back to work and you are absolutely hating it, and you aren't addressing your thoughts. You're not addressing what you're really thinking. I'm not talking about the surface level thought of I hate my job. I'm talking about the real deeper reason. If you ask why or why is that a problem to that, if you challenge yourself on why you actually hate your job and why it's so stressful, really understanding that at a deeper level, like what you make that mean if you fail in a project, because what's happening for a lot of you is you're not realizing how much of this is deep rooted fears that you have about failing, about making a mistake. And you're not even recognizing that 
this has been playing out for years, this way of thinking, this way of operating, you learnt in childhood, you learnt as a kid, and you are replaying it in the corporate world. You are just replaying the amount of like, I say this all the time, when you go to work, you are not a robot. You bring your whole self, including all your fucking trauma, all your baggage, all of that comes with you and it does play out. And if you're not addressing it, what you do is you make work hard for yourself. Or because I've had people who have been in genuinely not the best work environments for them. You make it even worse. You don't even kind of, you take everything on board, like everything that is happening around you. And of course, we're humans, we're going to do that. But it's like you ruminate on it, you overthink it. You don't even get let yourself get to a place where you can think rationally and think, what is it that I want to do? Because I tell everyone, you've got two options. You can do thought work on it to work with your thoughts and work with your emotions, etc. Or you can just set a boundary, i.e. you can just change the circumstance. That is totally allowed. But you want to get yourself to a place where you can actually make that decision. So what I want you to do is to start, like if this is something that is popping up for you, where it's like I'm doing all this self-care and I'm still crappy on the weekends, I want you to start taking stock of what you're doing on the weekends. What are you filling up your time with? From that, I want you to look at it and be like, right, is this something that I can use to numb out and not feel guilty about? That is the key thing because so many of you, when you tell me about like, you know, alcohol, Netflix, whatever, the guilt automatically comes in. It's like, oh yeah, I shouldn't be doing that. But for the other stuff, I'm like, it's not, I'm not saying that you should feel guilty, but it's so interesting because of the way it's been sold to us, right? And because you do genuinely feel good and it doesn't really, you know, it's not affect, it's, you know, exercise is great for you. So of course it's going to, you know, not no kind of bad effect. You don't even notice it. You don't take stock of it. You just keep living your life this way, not knowing why you, uh, when you're at work, you're like so emotional. You know what self-care thing I want you to actually do and start incorporating? I want you to just spend five minutes, 10 minutes if you can, but if you can't, five minutes, I want you to sit there doing nothing. I want you to do a body scan from the top of your head all the way through your body. And I want you to notice what comes up. I want you to notice what sensations you feel. Now, a lot of you will not do that. And a lot of you are like, what the fuck? I don't want to, no, no, thank you. Because feelings will come up and when you that's the key thing when you process those feelings when you allow them to come up you build trust with yourself and those feelings don't become as scary anymore because you are actually feeling them and you are not avoiding them and when those feelings can come up guess what can also come up thoughts you have about yourself about certain situations no I'm not talking about surface level bullshit like I hate my job I'm talking about deep level crap, sitting inside your head, playing around, adding more fuel to the fire in your life. You will not realize how much worse we make our jobs and things, etc. especially when shit is hitting a fan, just because we're thinking. How many of you, when you, when you can fall asleep, because this used to be me, do you know that part just before you wake up, but you don't really, like you're not fully aware yet of everything going on, but you feel calm right? And then the minute your brain switches on, you start to remember who you are, what you do, etc. All that anxiety comes in. That is all to do with your thinking. Because when you start thinking, then that is creating a fear response within you. 
What you want to do is, again, this is why I say to everyone, you really got to start basics, feelings. It's the same reason I started with this podcast. It's especially for people who were like me and interlabel love to intellectualize stuff. You want to manage this shit? Fuck, start with feeling your feelings. Please start incorporating this into your self-care. I know I'm banging on about it. And again, God, I sound so different. Like, I'm going to listen to some of my earlier episodes. I sound so direct. I'm just like, you guys have got to feel your feelings for God's sakes. I'll keep going on about it. But it has been so beneficial for me. It has what has gotten me through the hardest times in my life and has avoided breakdowns. And probably the last, what is it, three years since I found this work, my God. God, I should have probably had a like eight proper intense meltdown breakdowns. I didn't because I know how to work with my body. I know how to allow feelings to come through. And by the way, I'm not saying this to berate you because I know it's hard. Do you think that I am just here like sitting there feeling my feelings every day and it's so good because I'm just feeling sad and I'm letting it be there? You think I like literally haven't like there, you don't think I was buffering with my whole autoimmune condition and like from emotions, I talk about this all the time, emotions are a house fire. You do two things, you run away from the house fire or you pour gasoline on yourself. My, 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 was I pouring gasoline on myself and just like aggravating it so much. It's hard. I get it. I'm there with you. I totally understand. The difference I have for myself now is I, I kind of know when I'm doing it. Like I kind of sit there and it's almost like I'm like, I know I'm numbing out. I know what I'm doing. And, you know, I keep doing it. It's going to come bite me even even greater. And I just need to, you know, come on. We need to take a step back. And I start slowly. I start with like five minutes if I have to, just allowing that to be there. And by the way, it's not going to feel great. It's not going to feel fun. You might feel sad. You know, yes, because you're actually for a split second, not distracting yourself, whether it's positive or negative self-care I don't give a shit and you're just letting all that emotion come out to the surface humans are great at repressing that stuff we really are to do what we need to do and we can keep repressing that as long as you know we want to and then again you come out to work or whatever it is or a project failed and then it all comes up to the surface because that's the only time you will let it out so you want to avoid that you want to let it out more regularly that is all for today's episode A bit of a ranty one, but I think it's an important one. It is a reminder for all of you, especially the regular listeners. At the end of the day, you've got to go back to your basics. You've got to go back to your roots. And that is letting emotions come out. Trust me, you do this even like just five minutes each day. My God, the changes you will see in yourself. All right, I'll see you next week. Hey, are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five-day challenge, how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix, that's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.